Gage. What's up? Awesome. How are you? I'm great, man. How Happy are you? New Year, by the way. I know we're 19 yes. days in. Happy New Year, yeah. This is the first time we're seeing you on camera since the beginning of the year. This is true. I'm very excited. How's everything going, man? Everything's going great. I uh, I can't complain yet, but uh, I'll find a, I'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, this is episode 79. One more episode before episode 80. Are you ready to get this show started? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's go. Gilly from the champion. Oh, 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 James That could be it. Delivers this deep six. Good evening. This is the Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are here live. It is 10 o'clock at night. SmackDown just ended. Got a little Royal Rumble 91 playing in the background. But I am hyped. WrestleMania season is almost here. This is quite possibly one of the very last episodes under the Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast umbrella as we're about to transition to the Aftermath Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, so I'm very excited about that and the big things that are coming this year. But Gage, welcome once again. How you doing? Yes, I'm great, man. I'm uh, I'm excited for the Royal Rumble. I think it's going to be a good show. I think WrestleMania season's starting to look pretty good, and I'm excited for what's coming. Absolutely. Before we get into all of that, um, we're going to start off hot really quick. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit AEW Dynamite, then we'll co- uh, come in with some uh, light predictions for the Royal Rumble of how everything is shaping up. Um, so, uh, But let's start off. AEW Dynamite starts off with uh, John Moxley coming out. AEW coming in hot, as always. Um, they drew a 1.032 rating. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Um for their second week on TBS, they got to be very happy about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially with the turn of John Moxley. I mean, that's easily- John Moxley looks great. Yes, very good. Noticeably thinner. Very good. And I think he's going to be working a lot better too. I'm yeah, very excited to see what his in-ring work is going to be once he starts wrestling. And oh, hold on, I think he wrestled tonight on Rampage, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he wrestled um, Page. What's that? Ethan Page. He wrestled. Yes, so that's going to be a good match. I'm actually going to pop that on uh, after the show's over. Uh, but Moxley looks great. Awesome promo. Now, there's the other controversy. Uh, Bully Ray decides to flap his gums a little bit. You know, I would presume to get a little bit of attention to his show and to his podcast. Um, so he started flapping his gums. He's not 100% wrong, but when he started talking about the fans and what about the fans, and and, and I get that, you you know, I, I kind of understand where he was coming from, where, you know, you want to um, be the best for your fans in and out of the ring. But way too soon, first of all, way too soon for him to be talking about John Moxley uh, like that. And uh, I just I just think uh, – Certain things should be left unsaid. Uh, John Moxley's wife was getting on. Paige was getting on. Did you hear about this? I did not. No, I did not hear about this. Yeah. So, basically, uh, Bully Ray 
was kind of taking the route, the high road a little bit, um, and kind of like maybe throwing a little shade on John Moxley for uh, maybe alluding that he was being selfish to the fans. Um, but listen, I mean, you 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 train to wrestle. You 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 understand a little bit of the grind, and you've probably seen um, like in the backgrounds of what other wrestlers had to have gone through and what they go through, what they put their bodies through, the stress. Um, I, I I think a little bit of sympathy uh, should probably go a long way here um, because we don't know what goes on in these personal lives outside of the ring. So one thing's for sure, Bubba Ray, too soon, my man. Too soon. You should first off, you too soon with the opinions, and uh, second, again, throwing a little shade towards John Moxley. I don't think it was the right call. Um, you don't think possibly it was a work? You know, I I, I don't want to fully rule that out. Either. Yeah, you have to go between every deciding factor. You never know what they want to do. You know what I mean? It's uh, you know, he's he's working a lot of indie shows, and for him to, you know, go to AEW wouldn't really be a terrible decision, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, listen, that remains to be seen. I mean, we have not seen yes. Bully Ray on the AEW camera yet, and uh, if we do, uh, I would like to see that confrontation back and forth, face to face. Um. But uh, yeah, but uh, listen, uh, John Moxley had to go um, home for a while uh, and get himself right. And he looks great. It looks like he definitely got himself right within the three months that he's been gone. Um, so a seemingly much needed time off. Um, and again, he looked fantastic. I would imagine he was going to be very good in the ring. Uh, last night, kind of like working probably similar style to when he was in NXT, maybe first coming up to WWE. Like he had that physique. Yeah. Um, so he looked great. <clears throat> but um, moving on, let's talk. Let's talk a little uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, we already talked about the return of Moxley. Uh, we had Orange Cassidy and uh, Chris Statlander versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker. What do you think of the pairing of Adam Cole and Britt Baker? By the way, I think that. Um... Some people might say it's a long time coming for them to finally put Adam Cole and Britt Baker on television together sure. because they are, you know, a couple. They are together. Um, you know, putting, you know, Britt Baker as that female star that's always been in AEW, putting him in, putting her into, I don't even know if she's really in the elite or super click or whatever they want to call themselves right now. But like, you know, she seems like she's, you know, involved because she is with Adam Cole. And, you know, I want to see where they're possibly going to go with it if they possibly see that, you know, for maybe possibly setting up a separation between Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and the rest of them, saying that Britt Baker is possibly holding him back from him doing more things because he's really focusing more on her than on them. You know, um, but I think that, you know, they're putting on quality matches, you know, and, you know, they're both very talented in-ring competitors, and, you know, I feel like th it's good for business, you know. Yeah, uh, 
couple good spots in the match that we had, by the way. Uh, Statlander with a 450 splash, and Adam Cole was protecting uh, Britt Baker being the good boyfriend that he is. Uh, but that was a cool little spot. Britt Baker hitting a uh, Canadian destroyer on Statlander on the outside. Uh, I thought that was a, a pretty cool visual. Britt Baker, is, uh, in my opinion, has improved a lot over the last year or two. Um, we see Orange Cassidy knock uh, Britt Baker off the uh, apron and through a table. So she goes through the table. She has no problem taking spots like that, uh, which no. is what I like about her. <laughs> um, and then uh, we see Adam Cole with another low blow. Could we quit it with the low blows, Adam Cole? Um, but another that's his thing right now, hitting the low blows. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like Adam uh, Orange Cassidy is taking a low blow every single week for like the past month or so. Um, I mean, you know, it's uh, it tells a story. As long as, as I always say, as long as a low blows the finish of the match, I have no problem with it. Yeah, uh, it basically led uh, right to uh, Adam Cole's um, finishing move uh, to uh, enable Britt and Adam Cole to get the win over Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. But uh, leading to that, uh, next week we have uh, an Anything Goes uh, No DQ Lights Out match at uh, what they're calling next week's Dynamite AEW Beach Break. Um, that would be Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy, which I would imagine should end this feud, you would think. Yes. Uh, and maybe they'll move on because I feel like the Adam Cole Orange Cassidy. I want to see a good one-on-one match here and just let it be it. I feel like um, it's kind of overdoing its stay over the last two months or so. Um, I don't know. We're seeing good wrestling action. I think we're going to see a good match next week, but I'm just not too sure about the pairing of Cole and Orange Cassidy, to be honest. Um, I really feel like Adam Cole can be dancing with some bigger names, in my opinion. I feel like Orange Cassidy was kind of like, you know, and he even goes back to the the PWG days, you know, like I think they worked back in PWG, like, you know, it's Orange Cassidy is that bigger name that, you know, even with his gimmick and everything would be something that Adam Cole can thrive off of. They can bounce back off of each other very well. And I think they have been. And I think that they definitely can give this win to Adam Cole because especially like you're saying you he won't you see him wrestling bigger names and beating Orange Cassidy and moving up to possibly going to Hangman or whoever else it may be you know would be the next step in that yeah for sure um I mean listen outside of Hangman who do you have Adam Cole feud with next I don't know maybe Somebody good to put him over would possibly Jericho, maybe John Moxley. You know, some some baby faces that have that experience in AEW that can possibly like not saying, you know, he would John Moxley would put him over, but Jericho might. John Moxley, Adam Cole would probably have a good match. There's a lot of options. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, next up, we had uh, Punk versus Sean Spears, MJF on commentary. We can tell that they're uh, easily um, that they're building up to uh, Punk versus MJF, in which I would imagine would be at uh, Revolution, which is uh, about another six weeks or so away, the beginning of March. Um, Punk wins 
in 10 seconds, Sean Spears is distracted trying to get MJF, making sure that MJF is looking from a commentary booth uh, into the match. And uh, right out the gate, Sean Spears comes right after MJF. I'm sorry, Sean Spears comes right after uh, CM Punk. And then uh, Punk automatically puts him in the GTS, go to sleep, and then Punk gets the one, two, three matches over in 10 seconds. Uh, so Punk basically just um, barely broke a sweat. Um, so that will lead to – then we see MJF trying to uh, creep up on Punk from behind, um, and uh, Punk gets uh, MJF's scarf. Have you noticed a lot of people walking around with that scarf lately? Yeah. Not just, like, wrestling fans, but just in general. Oh, in general? Just no, in general, I, I've seen wrestling I'm seeing fans that pattern that. walking around, like, the mall. I, I've seen people wearing that scarf. I mean, maybe it's influenced by MJF. We are on Long Island. Yeah. I'm about to get one myself. Yeah, I think I should. <laughs> That's a good idea. You That's rock fun. it pretty well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Punk wins in 10 seconds. I would imagine we're going to get Punk MJF Revolution. Uh, in between, um, I think I had uh, Warlow. Um, we also... The, the layer to this is, you know, you got MJF and Warlow. There's something going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm led to believe that Warlow could very well play a factor in MJF CM Punk match, um, which would lead to, I would believe, a split. Um, I feel like that's happening. They're very much hinting at it every single week now. Um, so that's another thing to keep an eye on. Um Warlow uh, might become a, a a big star for AEW soon. Um, I guess time will tell there. Uh, oh, and then we got backstage the guns. The guns are trying to uh, get a match, tag team title match with uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Um, guns, I've seen, you know, young team, uh, a lot of growing to do, growing up to do, but um, they look they look good in the ring. Um they attack Christian to uh, make a point backstage. Uh, Billy Gunn, that is, uh, with uh, his boys attacking Christian uh, to make a statement. And uh, the Guns are top five in the um, rankings for the AEW Tag Team titles. Um, so that's to look out for. I would imagine we'll probably get that within a few weeks. I don't think that'll be a pay-per-view match. Uh, but I think it'll be a good uh, dynamite match, probably two weeks, maybe. Yeah, uh, you could probably right. do that. I don't know if they advertised it for this coming Wednesday. I don't think they did. We got some other stuff coming up this Wednesday, though. But we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, oh, okay. Next up, we have uh, Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. For those of you guys that are watching, feel free to drop some comments down below. And we'll address them and talk to you. Because this is your show, too, by the way, guys. Anyway, uh, what do you think of the Cody uh, versus Sammy Guevara program so far? I think I think it's going okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of, like, you know, Cody won the title off Sammy. And Cody has to go away or whatever. He got hurt or whatever it was. And then Sammy wrestles, wins the title, and now it's a title unification. Like, there has to be one champion. 
one champion stays. If Cody wins, you know, Cody keeps it. And then, you know, they wait the time. Like, how many weeks was in between that? Two, three, four weeks, maybe? Two weeks. Two, no more than three weeks. That's, why would you have to? Cody should have been gone for, like, played it off. And should yeah. have stayed away for, like, two, three months. And is Cody, like, wrestling heel now? Is this thing? No. He says I don't, he'll never I don't go think heel. it is, but he's like, I see like a bunch of like things on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and he's like posting like snobby tweets or whatever. And I'm like, he's trying to pull it off like it. But after Sammy officially beats him, which I think is going to happen, um, you know, he's just going to go back to just, you know, staying off TV for a little bit and then coming back and wrestling, you know, like whoever it may be, whoever the next person that's coming in is. Yeah, I'm excited about that. To have that Sammy Guevara uh, Cody match. Uh, so this would actually, in my, I think this would be the rubber match, the ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would expect Sammy to win. Uh, like you said, I don't get the whole doing interim title for three weeks. I mean, that's something that in real life in UFC that stuff can last up to like six months, eight months. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, a year if somebody like tore their ACL or Achilles while they were champion. So that's when you have to have interim to cover the time of injury. But this was just two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> it was unnecessary. Very, very, very unnecessary. They could have just easily rescheduled the match. Um, but Sammy's going to get the win there, I believe. You should have not lost in the first place, in my opinion. Uh, and I and I get how they're trying to build up Sammy, but it's just kind of weird. This is the weirdest thing I've seen with the interim title. It's never been done, which is cool. It's never been done, but you know, I, I would have spaced it out a little yes. bit more. Um, we got a vignette with uh, the Murder Hawk, Lance Archer, and uh, Adam Page, um, and. Uh, so that match is going to happen soon. Um, I think probably, probably uh, a revolution. You think? What's what's the summer bash thing before? Right. That's like next week. I don't think they're doing next week. Yeah. I don't think they're doing it next week either. No, I think they'll they'll probably do revolution. They might do um, revolution. I feel like they gotta have a they gotta have like another better headline and match though with that. Yeah, if they were to like build them t- from till next week, they would have to go to like a best of three or whatever. Um, but I don't think they're gonna do that that quick, you know. I, I think like even giving Hangman the first title win and then having a rematch be for non-title, have Lance Archer beat him and then have their final title match, you know, and have Hangman go two and one. It, that's how it always plays out, you know. I think that's what they're gonna pull off. For sure. Um, so Archer faces uh, Frankie Kazarian. Uh, Archer wins uh, with the blackout. Basically a one-sided win. The match went on for about 10 minutes or so. Um, Archer proceeds to beat on Kazarian. Uh, then we see Hangman come to Kazarian's save. And Hangman and Archer are then going at it. Um, Hangman clears Archer from the ring. Uh, so that's how that segment ends. Uh, any final thoughts on this feud so far before we uh, move on to the next thing? I th- I think I'm actually a big fan of Lance Archer. I think he's definitely like... What's up with his hair? I don't know. 
It's, it's just I I I, 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 I honestly like think that's his choice, and AEW's not like doing not that to him. Like I know, like people like tell them like, "Hey, dye your hair this, dye your hair." Like I know Champa dyed his beard brown. They wanted him to look younger, but uh, um, it's like you know, I I think I'm I'm a fan of him. He has a look. He he's you know a big guy. You know that you know seems like he can be a player. And putting him in a title match, just, I mean, granted, it's just to put over Hagman. He's a good heel to put over Hagman. But, you know, it's, he he fits that spot nicely to be in a title match. And that's what I like about it. Lance Archer, they had a chance to do something with Lance Archer as far as put a belt on him when they had the first uh, tournament for the TNT title. Uh, my favorite to win that was Lance Archer. He was hot. He, was, yeah. he had just came into the AEW promotion like two months prior. He was racking up the wins. One of the, he had the hottest streak going, moving up the ranks very fast. Uh, he was rising very quick. Uh, that would have been the best time for him to win the, the uh, TNT title. Um, and then he just kind of like cooled off. And then he got injured. And he's been out. He was out for like six months almost. And he was wrestling baby before he. Uh, yeah. Before he left. Yeah. It's weird. But uh, anyhow, uh, next segment we get Ethan Page. Ethan Page uh, answers the uh, Moxley's open challenge because early in the night Moxley was wanted to challenge somebody, um, anybody that was willing to step up. So Ethan Page answers that challenge later on backstage. Towards the end of the night of Dynamite. Um, so, for those of you guys that may have watched already, we I don't know if you have, I haven't. Well, no, you haven't. Uh, I haven't either because it's on right now. Anyhow, um, but uh, I'll be sure to uh, check that out. That's tonight. Uh, like I said, I'm interested to see the in-ring uh, shape that John Moxley is going to be in. He looks he looks fantastic on Wednesday. But, uh, yeah, we see Ethan Page. Uh, um, uh, Answer the call for the open challenge, and uh, that match is taking place probably as we speak. Um, and then we had the main event uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus the acclaimed. What do you think of this pairing of the tag teams? Um, I mean, Sting and Darby Allen, I feel like that's a thing where, like, when they bring in like veterans like Sting, Arn Anderson, Tolly Blanchard, they like to put them with people who they think will fit the best. And when you look at Sting with the face paint, you automatically think Darby out. You know, it, they're they're a perfect fit. You know, the gimmicks are very, very similar in some ways. You know, like... But having, like, them as a tag team doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, Sting... You know, he he says he still he still got it. This and that. He's wrestling. He's having decent matches, but I feel like he should be in that position of the Tully Blanchard of the Arn Anderson, where he's just in the manager spot for Darby Allen instead of being his tag team partner. He's the manager and watch Darby, you know, thrive and get some wins on his own. You know, for sure. Well, Dar- Darby Allen's getting the rub of his life right now. Yeah. Uh, 
he's considered to be one of the four pillars of uh, AEW. Uh, very exciting to watch. Um, Darby was knocked out of the match early, by the way. So you had Sting going against the acclaimed, mm-hmm. handling his own pretty pretty much for like the whole match. Yeah, he can um, still work. Yeah, he was working well. It took a bump here and there. Um, but uh, Sting was left to take on both members of the acclaim. Um, then we see Darby Allen coming in out of nowhere, flying back into the match through the crowd and takes out the acclaim uh, with the coffin drop, which I think is one of my favorite moves, how he sets up for that. Um, and uh, Darby ends up uh, getting the win with the coffin drop on Bowens. Uh, Sting did a stage dive on Zacaster through the table <laughs> to end the show just about. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so not a great dynamite. It was, it was good. It was almost like the show was just there. Um, although we had some good in-ring action, um, you know, it was just another show that was there to build little by little to, uh, beach break for next week, uh, revolution for uh, a month from now. So it was kind of sort of just there, but, you know, subtle builds at the same time. Um, and for what it was, it got a great rating. Absolutely great rating. 1.03. I would expect something a little bit different, a little bit better next week with the matches that they got going on for next week. You you got got to – you definitely got to break 1.1, 1.2 next week. Yeah. I mean, they do have some good, you know, matches that can draw in people. Um, I mean, I know like what they have the, uh, the, uh, inner circle versus the 2.0 and Garcia match, I think is next week. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, possibly having like, you know, maybe John Moxley wrestle on that show, you know, having, you know, people that have some star power, you know. That that's all they could do, and then the Cody and Sammy match that is probably going to steal the show. They'll have some high spots on that match that'll definitely get some talk. But uh, uh, here's another thing. Okay. <laughs> here's another thing. Um, the the um, little dissension that's going on within the inner circle. Yeah. Because uh, you got Ortiz, Santana, and Ortiz, kind of aligns uh, with uh, what's his Eddie Ed Kingston. Kingston. And Eddie Kingston and Jericho are kind of fighting over that. Um, and then that's kind of sparking a little dissension between Jericho and Santana Ortiz there. You tend so to, like to watch friend. Like they want to split up the inner circle. Then now they're trying to split, uh, split up the, um, you know, Warlow and MJF and all of them, what they were, the pinnacle. Like these factions, quote unquote, that were, you know, happening like months ago last year that were running the shows, like, are now starting to come to an end. And it's almost like AEW's realizing that they're having too much of that in a way of tag teams and factions. And, but then again, there's a lot of star power alone in those, you know, groups that can thrive by themselves. And I feel like that's what they're noticing. For sure. And not to mention that you have Adam Cole with Fish and O'Reilly now mm-hmm. with the Young Bucks. They're kind of like together, but not. Um, 
uh, Dark Order still together, but not. You know, it's it's yeah. Uh, I, I do notice like the the factions are kind of slowly dissipating a little bit. Good, but uh, <laughs> oh, anyhow, moving on. We got the WWE Royal Rumble next Saturday. Yeah. This is the first Saturday Royal Rumble that I can remember since 1994. Nice. Yeah. I wasn't alive, so I wouldn't know. Wow. So, first Rumble 94, that main event was uh, Undertaker versus Yokozuna uh, in the casket match where uh, Undertaker... Uh, no, Yokozuna got the win. Took about 10 guys to stuff the Undertaker in the coffin, and they all held uh, the coffin shut, and they lit it on fire, and then Undertaker was gone until 1994, SummerSlam, when uh, Ted DiBiase brought back the fake Undertaker, and then the real Undertaker came back, and then you had Undertaker versus Undertaker SummerSlam 94, uh, which was, so that, that was that whole thing, and then <laughs> You finally got the Taker Yokozuna payoff at Survivor Series '94 when uh, Taker beat Undertaker in the casket match, uh, also with the help of Chuck Norris on the uh, ringside, uh, making sure that the heels such as Jeff Jarrett and Bigelow don't come in. Anyhow, um, so that was that, uh, and then that, that Royal Rumble '94 featured Bret Hart and Lex Luger going over the top rope at the same time, which set up the WrestleMania 10 main event. Luger versus Yokozuna because of coin flip. Winner faced Bret Hart. Uh, and Bret Hart also had his match against Owen Hart to start off the WrestleMania 10, in which, in my opinion, was one of the greatest opening matches in WrestleMania history. Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. I could watch that match a million times. Uh, and then you had Bret versus Yoko uh, there. Um, so, 94 was a was a pretty decent year. But, yeah, so, sorry to get a little sidetracked. As we're talking about Royal Rumble 2022, not 1994, yes. but my uh, whole point was this is the first time we're seeing a Royal Rumble on a Saturday night. So uh, WWE is trying some things. Um, I kind of, I kind of like uh, how <coughs> they're gonna, you know, do some Saturday night pay per views, some Sunday pay per views. Uh, honestly, I mean, I, I, you know, Gage, you know me, I get up very early on Sunday mornings to church. Yep. Sometimes 5 30, 6 o'clock, gotta be there by 7, 7 30 to do whatever and practice and whatever, whatever I'm doing that Sunday. And so Saturday night's also gonna be a little rough, but I'd rather have the pay per view on a Saturday night, tough it out on a Sunday morning than have to have the pay per view on a Sunday, do a show, and then work the next day. Mm-hmm. I think that's even tougher to be honest. So, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but anyhow, uh, Royal Rumble uh, 2022, we are eight days away from that Royal Rumble. Uh, man, I, I cannot wait. Um, and, you know, it's the kickoff of WrestleMania season. WrestleMania season's here, everybody. It's going to be good. I, th- I think I think they ha- I have hope for this year's WrestleMania season. Uh-huh. I think they're going to be able to build it nicely and have quality matches at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely, for sure. Um, sorry, we're having a little technical difficulties on my end. Um, but uh, moving on. Um, 
So let's talk about the card really quick. Quite yeah, go through it. Let's do it. Um, so we have Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I think it's safe to say uh, for the WWE Championship that Brock Lesnar retains, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, Should be a good match, though. For sure. I'm just curious where they're going to go with all this Brock Lesnar stuff, uh, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Universal Championship match. Uh, we got uh, Roman Reigns uh, defending against Seth Rollins. Um, I, I personally see Roman Reigns retaining as well. Uh, what do you think? I, uh, I'm a bit torn only because I'm hearing a lot of theories about certain things that'll happen in the Rumble match. But I'll save that for another time. But I do have more hope in Reigns retaining. For sure. Um, I have a feeling Roman Reigns is going to be a two-year champion here. That's my opinion. I heard that Reigns is going to like be number thirty or something, and but not win. Like after he loses, he'll like run in on somebody at number thirty or something like that. I don't know. Huh. You never know. Huh? That's interesting. We'll, 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 I got to. I got to hear that, that on your prediction show. I got to hear that on your prediction show next week for sure. <laughs> Uh, that 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 that's gotta be interesting. Um, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop once again. This is a, another championship match where I do not see the title changing hands. Uh, first off, Dewdrop should change her name back to Piper Niven. Correct, uh, in my opinion. Um, so I I think they're gonna work a very good match together. Yeah. Uh, so I, there's no doubt about that. Um, but I just feel that the title is not going to change here. This is obvious. This is just kind of like a little sidestep, um, like a, just a small little detour in the road um, to kind of take a break from uh, Becky Lynch feuding with the likes of Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair. And I feel like they're going to revisit um, Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan at Mania, my opinion. But they could also go the route of Becky Lynch against uh, Bianca Belair or Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan in a triple threat against uh, yeah. Becky Lynch. That could very well happen too and, and still have Liv Morgan come out on top um, by pinning Bianca Belair uh, and then you protect Becky. Um, so, and I've also heard some things where uh, Lita, could, she's going to be in the Royal Rumble match, could win the Royal Rumble and have one last push uh, to go against uh, somebody with the likes of Charlotte or Becky, which you could do. You could yeah, do Lita. You could. you could do Lita versus Charlotte, and and then settle the uh, the Raw uh, Women's Championship title picture. Uh, you know, in the in the chamber or uh, number one contenders match in Fatal Four Way. There's a couple of things you could do there. So I couldn't really tell you who's going to win the Women's Rumble. I'm thinking it's probably going to be Bianca. Uh, uh, Liv Morgan or possibly possibly Lita is my dark horse. Any surprise uh, entrance that you think? Yes. Oh yeah. So first we got to talk about that. Uh, possibly, possibly Bailey because we're getting very close to the window where it's about time uh, for uh, Bailey's return. Now with the type of injury that she obtained uh, last year. Nine months is usually the typical timetable, and technically that doesn't really bring that br only brings us till about February March. 
So I'm not too sure if we see Bailey at the Rumble um, just yet. Um, she could, you know, uh, work a little, a, a little light in the ring and then get her return match near closer to WrestleMania. That could work out. Um, ah, so here we go. We got a, we got a comment. I love comments. Um, let's see if I can pull it up. There we go. If the WWE implemented the forbidden door rule for the Royal Rumble and allowed AEW to be involved, I would pop here in Punk's music and come out. And out comes MJF, LOL. Long shot, but it would be insane. Yeah, um, it definitely a a long shot. Um, Don't see that happening. But now that you brought it up, we have Mickey James, who is currently the women's champion of uh, the knockouts of TNA Impact, and is going to be in the women's Royal Rumble match. Yeah, and I, they they said that she plans on coming out to uh, with the title and to the Impact theme song she has. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I think. I think that's the extent. That's the only extent they'll go. I think they have a decent relationship. I feel like they're they're doing this because of how she walked out and how she left the company. And it's kind of like, a, hey, we're sorry. We'll do this for you. And it's just going to be a one-time thing. But but guess what? It's still a forbidden door. It is, yeah. The reason. There's a lot of hope. But uh, I think that... Uh, there can also be some betrayal in that hope. Really? I don't know. You never know. Uh, okay. Now, how about the possibility of uh, WWE bringing in Stardust? <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think so? No. It's technically a different character. It's not. They're not bringing them back as Cody Rhodes. They're bringing back Stardust. Yeah, it didn't really work the first time. No, but it'd be a surprise entrance and. The smart I don't wrestling know. The, fans will the know only surprise is I, I hear I hear Moose coming in from Impact. Huh. I hear uh, a possible uh, Del Rio, Alberto Del Rio come back. Well, where is he now? I don't know. Was he in jail? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, That's a I different type they, of forbidden door. It's not really the Forbidden Door. He's not working anywhere else, but I don't know necessarily if they want to do him full-time or just for him to show up. But um, it's it's something like, you know, he's I he's been giving so many chances. I don't, I don't really see why the need to, you know, they threw out so many young, good talent when from these releases and they want to bring Del Rio back. You know? But, uh, I don't know. There's, there's some extent. You also, you know, even if they're just going with Impact, you know, possibly bring former WWE people like Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, you know, you know, possibly um, uh, former Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are the tag team champions in the Knockouts tag, the tag division. There are some possibilities. Or Peraza? Yeah, she's former WWE as well. Yeah, that's interesting. But like again, Mickey James and and I know and I totally get it that it's WWE. You know, 
maybe trying to kind of like a make up as like an I'm sorry thing and maybe they're giving her a good payday. Yeah, definitely. And but regardless, it is still the forbidden door that's opened. Uh she's coming in. She's probably gonna have that title with her. Yes. This would be this would be wild. So this is something that we haven't seen on WWE programming ah, since two when Ric Flair was actively WCW champion? Yeah. Very long time. I don't know if he was act- actively WCW champion, actually. Yeah, he came on the WWE TV with the WCW title. Yeah, I mean, the possibilities are... Uh, it's really definitely... interesting how the wrestling world started buzzing about this Mickey James announcement. Yeah, and even, like, they they announced it, which is a problem. Pat McAfee was like, oh, Mickey James from Impact. Yeah. I and, love him. You know, they and they acknowledged it. Yeah. They acknowledged that she's Impact's yeah. knockout women's champion. Yeah, Pat McAfee said it. It's 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 a cool thing. I I, I, I like I like the hope, but with hope there could be some disappointment. The officer. Uh, sure. And I would probably lean more towards uh, keeping the expectations uh, no higher, not much higher than. Don't be surprised if it's know. just Mickey James. I I wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, the other thing is, somebody was also saying the possibility was was going wild about the possibility of maybe getting Jericho. Because Jericho yeah. was on WWE programming already with Jericho, Steve Austin. It depends. Uh, I'm not too sure if you go as far as Moxley, but yeah, Jericho's more likely. Jericho was already on WWE programming with Austin. Stone Cold Podcast. Yeah, great episode. I watched that. Great talk. Um, the arena would go absolutely, absolutely, berserk. especially came out to Judas. Judas. I don't know. The WWE Universe probably doesn't even know this song. Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're I'm also a WWE guy. Yeah. Well, that pretty much wraps up our talk of AEW this week um, and a little bit of some Royal Rumble predictions. Hopefully, we can get everybody on at once for the Royal Rumble predictions, which we're going to do next week. Uh, probably more towards the later part of the week. But, um, yeah, this also could be one of our last episodes under the Deep Six umbrella, as we, as we also uh, alluded to as we were going through a name change. So do not be surprised. Within a week or two, you see a little something different as far as the layout and the logo and everything goes. Uh, but we're looking to make some big moves this year. Uh, we're looking to roll out some T-shirts. Uh, Tommy did one heck of a job with the aftermath logo. I cannot wait to wear the t-shirt myself. Uh, once we get it rolling, uh, I'm hoping to get it onto pro wrestling tees. Uh, I've already inquired about it, got the emails from them. So we're looking to do some big things this year and I cannot wait. So, uh, and one more episode from episode 80, 80 episodes. Yeah. Not to mention the post shows and the prediction shows. We really about 90 to 95 uh, episodes in. 
Yeah, t-shirts are coming, man. Um, and I cannot wait. The t-shirt, well, basically, what I have in mind is a black t-shirt uh, with our Aftermath logo right in the middle. And Perfect. maybe we'll do a little little saying on the back or something. Uh, so we'll figure out that when the time comes. But uh, that stuff is in the works. Um, so hoping to get that ball rolling sooner than later. Anyway, that's uh, all the news for now. We will be back next week. Make sure that you guys um, are sharing this with your friends. Uh, make sure you guys are sharing this uh, with your loved ones. Um, and uh, we're also uh, on the podcast, Google, Spotify. But make sure you guys are subscribed, especially those of you guys that are listening on the podcast. Make sure you guys are subscribed so you get the prediction shows, so you get the post shows, uh, and all that good stuff that is coming. Uh, but before we go off the air, Gage, do you have any... Final thoughts. Anything you'd like to say? Anything. This football this weekend. Yeah. Got some good football games. You watching it? I watched a little bit of last week. Um I'm I'm not I mean, I I my dad watches it, so I watch it with him. I'm not necessarily seeking it out, but it's uh I'll watch it if it's on. We but, got some good games. The one I got my eye on, especially the Bills Chiefs Sunday night. It's going to be good, yeah. Bills um, already got a pretty impressive win over the Chiefs this season. I got the Bills to win. Rams, Buccaneers. Uh, I feel like the Rams are a little bit more stacked. They got the wide receivers. They got the running back going. Uh, Stafford is rolling. I feel like I got the Rams beating Tampa Bay by 10. Uh, 49ers, Packers. That's going to be a shootout too, but I expect Aaron Rodgers to have another great game. Uh, I, I feel like uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to represent the NFC this year in the Super Bowl with Green Bay. Um, then you got uh, Bengals and Titans. That should be another um, uh, shootout. I expect. Uh, I, I think I got Tennessee going there, and um, yeah, that can't. Who do you got in the Super Bowl? Uh, Super Bowl. I'm gonna go. Bills versus Packers. I agree. Uh, if Pack, if, I, if, I said if I'm wrong with the Packers, Bills versus Rams. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I think this is Bills' year. The Bills have been knocking down the door for a while, um, and just coming up a little short last year. Casey, this would be if they win, this would be their fourth straight trip to the AFC Championship. If they win this weekend, but I, I feel like this is the Bills' time right here. Um, so we'll see. And they're the only New York team in the NFL. So why go. wouldn't you root for them if you're not from New York? There you go. So, so those of you guys that are watching, thank you so much. Gage, thank you so much for hopping on this week. Cool. Uh, can't wait to talk a Royal Rumble with you uh, next week. And uh, for those of you guys that are watching, again, make sure you share this. Make sure you subscribe if you're listening. And we will talk to you guys very soon. WrestleMania season starting next week. Can't wait. Let's go. Catch you guys later. See you.